Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Fat Salary Review. Today we are joined by Brian Trock from the band Bonte. What's up, Brian? Uh, not much. How's it going? Uh, not too bad here. Uh, actually, where are you from? Chicago originally. Um, so, but I live uh, way up in Door County, Wisconsin now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in I'm in New York, so it's weather's okay. starting to get nice here. So everything's getting to be really nice, and fall's coming. So I can't wait for that. <laughs> it's been hot and humid here, so it's been a nightmare. Favorite times of year is fall. My brother lives in Brooklyn. He has for the last thirty years. Oh, really? Okay. I used to. Yeah, I used to spend a lot of time on New York. I lived in Syracuse for a couple of years too. Oh, all right, cool. Actually, I'm going to see uh, Merciful Fate in Brooklyn uh, in November. No kidding! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they just announced the uh, some tour that they, oh. they're doing now. Right. Oh, you're going. That should be great. What's that? Uh, New York is is Lemoore's. That was a great. That was a great club. Yeah, I think it's still here. Is it? I think so. Maybe. I heard it shut down or something. Okay. It, well, it's maybe. possible that shut down because it seems like every club is shut down here. <laughs> yeah. Where? And of course, uh, I used to have, well, I still have bands, but um, I, I had a band that played there at least maybe once or twice. And every time we played somewhere, the place shut down. So, we, you know, everybody blamed us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, so we're here to talk about Vante the band. Um, let me give me uh, the, a backstory about the band, because actually you guys are from all different sorts of bands and everything. You're not just a bunch of a group of guys that are just, you know, getting together in a garage and making music. You're actual musicians. You know what you guys are doing. So give me the background to the band. Uh, well, I, I came from uh, my last heavy project was a band called Cyclone Temple in the 90s. Um, we had a lot of success. Headbangers Ball, MTV. We were on Combat Relativity. Um, the album I Hate Therefore I Am in the video did really quite well. Um, Chris Moore, who played some drums, he plays, uh, he's played with George Lynch, he's played with uh, Corey Glover, uh, and uh, Angelo Moore from Fishbone, That's, uh, just tons of other people. Rev Jones, the bass player, it was in Michael Shanker group, Steelheart, uh, he sometimes plays with George Thorogood and he guitar types for him, but he, that's where he's at right now, he just got back from Europe and now he's on, on tour with him again. Um, and uh, of course, Scott McClellan, the guitar player who I wrote most of the album with, um, he's uh, played with Tony Martin from Black Sabbath on uh, the latest release that Tony Martin just put out called Thorns. Um, Scott wrote a lot of that with Tony as well. Mm -hmm. And 
let's see, who am I forgetting? Jeff Tatora, who played four tracks on drums also, who I've played in other projects with. Uh, phenomenal drummer, great guy. Known him for close to 30 years now. Mm. Uh, we've played projects together as well. He plays for the Blue Man Group in Las Vegas and um, does a lot of other projects as well. So, you know, the whole thing kind of just started Scott and myself we started writing. We wrote that first song, Why Is It So Cold? That was our first video release, too. Mm-hmm. And that's how we kind of got the ball rolling. And it kind of was put on the shelf for a couple of years. I don't know. There was a lot going on. He was working on Tony Martin. I was working on another project, um, Elliot Waits for No One. And we were both trying to release other albums with other projects. But we were still simultaneously writing. But then it kind of went on a hiatus. Mm-hmm. When we got back together saying hey let's we we need to start you know getting this thing going again let's write another tune so we did and that was called i stand and then we just said well let's write a couple more then it was hey let's do an ep then it was hey uh well maybe we'll just do a whole short album and then we're like how about just a full album then it turned into 14 songs in the end but because <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, once we started writing and we found like our niche together, man, it, there was no stopping us. It was just kind of like sometimes two songs a day from him. And and then he was getting them right back because right. I was writing ideas and we were shuffling them tracks back and forth. I'm, I'm here, Scott's down in Southern Illinois. Rev was in either Oklahoma or whatever, wherever he was at on tour doing recording stuff. Jeff's out in Vegas. And then Chris, more the other drummer is all the way out he's in upstate new york mm. oh wow <laughs> so we did everything remotely um yeah would it would it have been nice for us all to get together yeah sure but i mean it all kind of flowed through from scott and me into my studio where i would get everything copacetic to send to jabin in rockford at, at his studio and then we kind of worked our two studios together like that the entire time yeah yeah, sort of. Uh, what was that? Go ahead. Oh. No, go ahead. Uh, I said sort of the same situation. I actually just got done doing myself. Uh, I have a new band I've been doing, and uh, we all work. We all actually live in New York, except for one guy who lives in uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, we all recorded remotely, like you guys did. And uh, yeah. yeah, and the idea was to maybe, you know, just release one single a month or whatever, or then make an EP. But then, like you guys decided, we decided just do a full length album because, like you guys, the, the writing was just flowing and everybody was coming up with good stuff so we just kept going so i totally uh understand what you guys you know went through nobody does albums anymore it's like oh well yeah i guess we do so i mean i, I just can't wrap my head around that putting the single out mentality that you're like hyping on social media 24 7 i don't know maybe i'm just a little more old school or something uh, I, I'm, the, I'm the same way I, I don't i don't understand it either even though you know i have to you know as you see behind me i, I collect my cds and stuff and records but i you know i have to listen to streaming because my car doesn't have a cd player anymore and and the phone makes it easier to carry all my music around oh, streaming i mean it's fine for everybody but the artists really <laughs> right exactly because you know we just want to make albums you know we don't want to put out these singles you know so it's it's I no, it. uh, singles are you know especially if you're I mean, if, if you've had a chance to hear our album, yeah. you know, not all exactly going to be like, you know, formulaic and exactly the same. It's it's definitely something that you could listen to one song and then have a representation of that. And then the other song hear it and go, oh, wow, well, that's kind of off in another direction. And if you don't listen to all of them, 
then you're, I don't know, or, or you put out one kind of music that sounds exactly the same way every time you're really pigeonholing yourself and stifling your creativity. So right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I never even thought, yeah, thought of it uh, that way because yeah, if you put a song out, that sounds like, say like, uh, you know, Metallica or something. And the next song you, you put out sounds like, uh, a, like uh, Avril Lavigne or something like, you know, your, your audience isn't going to kind of relate to that, you know? It's yeah, it's hard enough when you put them on a whole album. People are like, wait, what? Right, yeah. right. But I mean, at least then there's a, a clear, an overall picture of right. the band and all what they sound like and what their different influences did and bringing those to the table and how they added to the to the stew, so to speak. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I did get the chance to listen to the album. I listened to it today and it's uh, it's very good. I, I hear a lot of um, Allison Chain's influence, especially in your in your vocals. Yeah, I've, I've gotten that one quite a bit. Um, yeah. I, I do. Um, I've always loved, I mean, me growing up as a, you know, like 10 years old or whatever, when I was starting on other instruments, trumpet and snare drum, drum and all that kind of stuff. Um, I when I started singing, most of it was very soul, blues, jazz orientated stuff. I mean, so um, that's what my background really was, and a, and a lot of mo, a lot of soul music when I was in my younger years, and then then Jesus Christ Superstar, and then some theater, and then then I actually played Honest and Jesus Christ Superstar oh, at yeah. Salt Center for the Performing Arts in Syracuse, New York, both places. So. Oh, um, yeah. That was like one of the things on my bucket list was to get, get a lead role. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I think a lot of that comes through in the way I approach hard rock music. Um, I, I tend to come from a little more of a soulful angle rather than a traditional metal thing. Although there are times when the traditional metal thing is called for. It's just our writing just kind of naturally went that way. Because Scott heard that in my voice. Right. So he started giving me stuff that that let me stretch out more and be a little more soulful and and then that's when we really got our legs underneath us and started like really churning out the material and like effortlessly so yeah definitely i could definitely hear like all different styles like even like in the first song i kind of almost had like an iron maiden type feel to it it had an old school metal feel to it that old school metal feel you know maybe maybe a touch a little of john bush on the vocal Yeah, I, I've been compared to John Bush a lot too. Sometimes, um, like you said, Lane Staley or um, even Doug Pennig occasionally, and I'll take that all day long. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you're digging it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And it's it's the debut album. Uh, where can people go to to get the album? You have a website for the band? Uh, our website www dot uh, vonteband.com very important when you search it on social media just mm. put in vonte and it it cuts through all the other vonte stuff there's because there is some other stuff out there so vonte band will take you right to us um our videos too i should bring it up right away in the google search we're like right at the top um you can get the album walmart.com you can get the physical cds walmart.com tower records um I'm trying to remember the name of the other one. There's a bunch of outlets for physical CDs. Um, and then, of course, on all the major streaming platforms, anywhere, iTunes, Spotify, all that, you can get it on all of those. We're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. All, all on and 
So you are findable anywhere, pretty much. They can find if they search that name, they can find you. <laughs> Most definitely, yeah. Yes. We. Yeah, that, that's the that's the way to be. Do you plan on uh, doing any tours with the band at some point, or? That's funny because that that was what our top, main topic of discussion has been, and we Rev and I, Rev Jones and myself, um, we're talking about stuff because he's got a lot of ins and stuff from all his past tours and everything. And we were we're talking, but right now he's out with George Thorogood doing the second where he's teching for him, but he's already had to fill in a few shows on bass too. But um, then when he gets back in November is when we can really seriously start talking about um, doing some shows. So um, it all depends. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And out the way we are getting the logistics going is going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the tough part, especially when everybody's so far apart. Yeah, about Vegas. Um at, at vamped and then uh rev had mentioned something about the whiskey a go-go out in la and uh some dates in chicago um you know east coast definitely probably would be cool new york would be cool down in florida maybe um and i guess we just have to see what's 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 cooking what's happening how easy it's going to be how everybody's schedules are going to work out and it's just yep a lot of logistics when everybody's spread out like this but yeah. certainly doable yeah. and we definitely want to do it right so, yeah you're yeah. definitely a band that needs to get out there and play because uh it's it's what what you guys put out and released uh, as their your debut album is actually really good so people need to hear it i believe uh now i was reading through the bio and uh you did the uh, some kind of halloween horror show with motley crew at the limelight in chicago ah. how was that oh. <laughs> is that really like, Nineteen eighty-six or something. Yeah, it was. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That was um, years ago. I I sang in front of this band called Hammeron in Chicago, which is still kind of like this underground cult iconic eighties metal type band. And um, yeah, we played. Our old manager Lloyd Regner came back. I thought he was kidding. He's like, "Yeah, I got us to get back and open it up for Molly Curry." Hell out of here. He was, <laughs> he's like, no, sir, really, seriously. I'm like, hi, you know, I don't even care. I'm like, I don't even care how at this point. But, oh, you know, it was, it was, uh, yeah, that was insane. Yeah. It was at the limelight in Chicago, downtown. Um, absolutely packed. And it was just oh, crazy. Yeah, I could imagine. It's just a party, too. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I York City a few times, too. That, that's a fun place, too. All right, cool. Now, uh, did you get to hang out with Motley Crue or anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if I can keep up with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you think about them today? Because I, um, I'm not a huge Motley Crue fan, but, uh, you know, seeing all the videos on uh, on YouTube and everything of Vince Neil and how he's singing and, you know, his, his weight's not very well. And, and then you got um, uh, Tommy Lee in the back, you know, Showing his thing all over social media. <laughs> what do you think of them now? You know, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, there's still people willing to pay to go see them, I guess. So um, even though they know they're going to show up and it's probably going to sound terrible. So uh, 
but they don't care. Actually, they pay for the ticket, then they go see them, and then they complain on social media. I don't get it. So, yeah, <laughs> I just rather watch the YouTube videos. <laughs> Some people were ripping on them pretty heavy, and I was like, uh, you know, obviously hasn't taken very good care of himself. So. And I mean, all the years of, at some point, you know, especially in this business, at some point, you know, the party has to end, right? It, it can't perpetuate and just go on and on. Well, it can, but you're just getting, you know, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, a long time ago, I figured out, yeah, no, if, if I want to, you know, first of all, you want to sound good and, and that all takes its toll on mm. your body. You oh, throw yeah. it especially and you're carrying your instrument with you yeah. yeah yeah especially when you're the vocals of the band i mean everybody's listening to you you know sing the lyrics i was watching a video the other day of something that somebody uh posted up of uh vince neil singing and he didn't even sing the words <laughs> there's like no words to the, to the songs at all <laughs> about the, like ham sandwich and stuff yeah yeah yeah. I, was, yeah you know i i will say back back when we played with them it was like 85 or yeah, so, so they were they were in their prime back then. It was like in the prime heyday of it. So it was it was quite a trip. And I mean, and they sounded really good then at that. I mean, for what they were doing. Um, I can't say I was ever like the hugest fan. No. I mean, I, I dug them. They've got some iconic songs that are still played today. So I guess, you know, hey, they, they did some things right there. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll never spend my money on that. <laughs> uh, too too funny. Uh, so uh, is there new music going to be in the works at some point soon? I mean, because you just released this album back in what was it, June, yeah. I think, right? I started writing. We start. We had songs that were done for the next album before this one was even finished being mastered. So, yeah. I mean, kind of how we flow together. So there were two songs, Serpent's Kiss and uh the color gray that were pretty much like I, i'd finished those and then actually those are ready to be mixed now but we're just kind of waiting and we and we've written about oh, four others so um that that we've been working on i was just tracking some vocals yesterday one so and and that's on top of the other two private industrial project that's kind of a a real it's got some nine inch nails feel going on it and some other stuff and a real metal metalcore kind of thing but it's that's cool that's called my infected soul i've got another video coming out october 7th for that called infected by my infected soul that's pretty cool um that'll be coming out october october 7th on dark star records that's the label we're on and uh that elliot waits for no one which is another uh band with my wife that's uh more of definitely different and <laughs> what, what does your wife play oh she plays acoustic she sings and, and oh, right. she was classically trained on clarinet and stuff so we we have stuff where we got our cello guy we have horns and, and stuff and it's it's definitely a dark thing and a lot of times it's it's something it's definitely different i mean it's and it's not metal either so oh, um yeah. i mean i don't even know how how i you know like a the vante album I guess it, it's classified as metal, right? I kind of think it to be more like a hard rock album, but there are times where there's metal shining through. Uh, the last song, Never the Slave, that's definitely got some metal vibe going on, right? But yeah. at the same time, 
that Alice in Chainsy kind of vibe going too. Right. So, and I'm not sure that wasn't really a conscious thing. Nothing we wrote was contrived. That's for sure. We just kind of let it go. And Scott said, should we worry about things being, I said, no, man, the last thing I want to be is formulaic. I mm-hmm. said, we need to just keep, give me the song. If I want it, let's finish the thought out. I'm a firm believer in that. When you get something in your head and you're, and you're in the middle of creating it, no matter, you always got to finish finish the thought out, finish the process out. At the end of the day, you may listen to it and go, this sucks, I hate it. Right. And <laughs> but, it's easy with today's technology, just erase it. <laughs> but, no, but I mean, you've got, you've followed through on the thought and got it out. Sometimes you explore it, it takes it down different avenues and paths and it ends up just stalling out and you're like, eh, it's this yep. thing out of here. You start on something else. So mm-hmm. it's a constant process for me. It's for Scott too. I mean, I don't think there's a second that goes by where there's not some kind of melody or song or some kind of arrangement, note arrangement, something going on through my head. It's really quite annoying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should see some therapy. <laughs> Doc, I can't get the music out of my head. <laughs> and then sleep too, so it's like uh... oh yeah. So yeah. um well, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, anything else. I, the live thing, I wish there was more more to talk about on the live front, but mm-hmm. I'm waiting to hear from some agents that Rev directed me to, and we'll find out. Hopefully, if we could get we could get on to a support slot, that would be the really the way coolest thing. Um, so we'll see. It's in the works, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully you can get out there and bring uh, your music to everybody, because uh, definitely I think people need to hear it, and people need to really check out the album, because they think it's really good. So it's one of my uh i'll say it's one of my favorites of this year so far oh wonderful yeah, wow yeah, yeah. i've had a lot of i listened to a lot of new albums and uh i actually just listened to a new it's better than a new megadeth album how about that what yes <laughs> yes really yeah i wow. listened to i listened to megadeth the other day and i was just like yeah it's true even though i just I, what do I, do? <laughs> I just i just got it in the mail but i listened to it on the streaming but I just got it in the mail the other day, but because uh, I just buy all my shit. But uh, yeah, I didn't like it. So your album's way better than the Negative. Oh, that's I can't wait. I wish Scott would have been on here to hear that. I'm going to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I you know about uh, when was it? It might be almost four years now that that Dave did Ellison did his book tour thing. I played some shows with him in Florida with Dave Ellison. He was still in Megadeth at the time too. Mm. All right, cool. Sing, I don't know, three or four Megadeth numbers with him and and one of the bands I used to play with down in Florida, Rising Up Angry. So oh, wow. um for a month and we did these three or four shows in the Tampa, Orlando, Melbourne area in Florida. And uh that was fun. I got I mean it was just it was worth doing the whole thing just to be up there on stage. Uh and saying peace sells but who's dying and have him going you ready and seeing dave next to me started with that iconic i'm up there going holy fuck i'm i'm really standing here it was great that was a lot of fun and then of course well you know so that album has the new guy on it right 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 yeah yeah because every all that stuff <laughs> yeah but um yeah. we don't want to talk about that Dave's friend. 
<laughs> he seems like a uh, nice guy, you know. You, you just gotta do what you gotta do, <laughs> you know. Super nice guy, man. I I I felt he was kind of kind of entrapped a little bit. So, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I probably could have done all bringing that up to you. Um, that's all right. Um, um, so, well, what else you got for me? Ah, I think that's it. I just, uh, yeah, hopefully that uh, you can come back on when you get another album out. And we can talk about, hopefully that you'll have it toured by then or played some shows. And we can talk about that as well. We definitely. This thing is too, and it got a lot of legs. I mean, um, we went all the way from when we first got onto the billboard with the single Watch the Sunrise. It was like at number 89 or 90 something, somewhere around. And it steadily went down all the way to number 18. Oh, wow. um, Dream rock chart. And um, that was awesome. And it just kept going each week, you know, and the the radio guys would call me and say, you're never going to believe this. You moved like 10 slots in one um wow. the videos helped out I, I i do all my own videos too okay. um and uh those three videos especially the song going with the flow mm-hmm. um that one's cool that video yeah, and the song itself has something really cool about it i mean we go from a, a heavier tune that has shades of corn in it to this thing that had almost more of this deep purple-esque vibe but it's still rocking and and cool i somehow or another we were able to weave the fabric in such a way that everything no matter how you know we we veered off a little bit here or there it all kind of made sense and just pulled together and it's just like what does it sound like you're like it sounds like monte i mean that's what i keep over and over from people is is that you guys seem to have tapped into something that's quite different and that I haven't really heard either. I don't know if I go so far as to say I've never heard it before in my life, but a lot of people said I've never heard something like this. It's like got all these mixtures of things. So yeah. so it's pretty cool. We just yeah. want to keep doing what we're doing. We enjoy it. And uh, obviously, um, if you're still making music at this point, I've been doing this 40. Oh, wow. my God. I played my first bar when I was. 14 or 15 i mean oh wow jesus now so it's been like 40 years you know and um if you don't love it yeah you're not gonna be sticking with it you obviously don't do it anymore to be rich because that's like not happening for anybody oh, unless you're like and yeah it's just it's all for the love of the art and making the music so i'm yeah. still blown away that you like our album better than new megadeth <laughs> it's true you can actually go to my facebook and see i've to- i put on there the new new megadeth couldn't keep me awake <laughs> i'm gonna do a poll quote in like a press release and say <laughs> <laughs> rat salary review thinks the new vante album is better than new megadeth <laughs> what megadeth fans are brutal man <laughs> <laughs> and i like that i'm a huge megadeth fan but i just don't I- like the new one but I have friends of mine who are like like huge Megadeth fans too. But I mean, they're really <laughs> just like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't even go around them because because <laughs> <laughs> it'll start start a World War Three. I swear <laughs> to God, I don't mean no harm. I I I, I, oh, still, I love Megadeth, but you know. Oh, I- and neither do I. I'm just, I, <laughs> like, I know how to see these fans can be. I, they're very uh. 
uh, like like Kiss fans, they're very uh, you know, very opinionated. You can't say one bad word about Kiss, but unless you want to be attacked. <laughs> no, you definitely won't be attacked. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. Great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and some some fans of, of bands are just insane. I like I, I I love music, you know, and but and I have bands that I'm of you know my favorite bands and stuff like that, but you know I don't get to the point where like I, I don't uh, agree with somebody's opinion about it, if they don't like them or not you know it's just silly to me and some of these people just get insane how dare you talk about gene simmons or paul stanley <laughs> he like the <went> juggalo <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man no it's true that's it's so 100 true but hey that's that's cool i mean they have loyal fans and that's their fan base and yep it's just like, but I, but like, I love, I love Megadeth. You know, like I love during the Marty Friedman years and there was, there was a point where they just had like, oh man, everything they just like, oh man, you know? Yeah. Um, but Hey, nothing lasts forever. Thing forever. Everything changes and nothing ever stays the same really. Right. So pretty much that's how life works. And now you've really piqued my curiosity. <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll go listen to it. Yeah, you might think differently. I don't know, but hey, that's it's your band, so of course you're biased, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, he's in here. So, uh, well, <laughs> anytime, man. I'll, I'll, I'll an interview would be great. I'd like to come back on. Maybe, maybe I could. Me and Scott and Rev Jones could be on. Rev is great. He's a real character, man. All right, very cool. And I'd like to check out your other stuff too. So send me that. Are you on Facebook? You are on Facebook, right? You as yourself or yeah, I should send you I'll send you shooting hemlock too. You might like some of that too. Yeah. Um yeah. Right, definitely. Cool. If you um text me, do I have your phone number? I don't know if it's nah, I don't uh, think so. No, I was gonna say I could send I can I've got your do I have your email? I'll get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um we'll get it. Yeah, I'll get you some CDs and stuff. All right, cool. Very cool. All right, man. I appreciate that very much. And uh, again, Brian from the Van Vante. And once again, just let everybody know where they can go to find the band. Uh, www.vanteband.com is a website that'll take you everywhere. There's, you know, all the, the uh, social media links, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, physical CDs at Tower Records. Um walmart.com i'm trying to remember the name of the other outlet there's three or four that carry physicals if you go if you google us it'll take you right there um and that's basically it go to all your streaming platforms spotify youtube um the deezer all those those things itunes apple music etc 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 it'll definitely find you and uh you can find us at ratsalreview.com so Go to Red Side Review, and you can find us on Spotify as well as uh, audio and YouTube uh, with video, too. So please hit that subscribe button, and we will see you guys next week. Yes. Bye. Have a good one. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Ratsaw Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, 
and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira. Schmackle a gob! to you too, Ralph. The Timo Toki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Toki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the Cheese, Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Life podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsal Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsalReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsal Review Network. We're, We're taking over. over. Grrrr.